Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's two guys' perspective on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. I be your host, Biggin. Good morning. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord. We have another great show lined up for you today. We are giving you some updates on Project Mason Jar, a new segment called Dear Mojo, another segment from the Renegade Chef, and some more wacky news. And our special guest, Schwab, is a former member of the U.S. Army and practicing Muslim. We're going to talk about religion and his life experiences and his life story. But before we begin, let me go ahead and bring in the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right. I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll on old mic number one. Give it up for Mojo! Shake and bake, baby. How was your week so far? Oh, man, it's beautiful. Good. How's the move? How's the moving coming along? Uh, it, it's rough. It's dragging. It's dragging. Who, who likes moving anyway besides movers? Hey, whoever gets paid realtors. <laughs> I know that much. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, this is episode n- number six. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're also on the webs, www.southernfryphilosophy.com. Please check us out. Um, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and follow us, subscribe, and uh, give us a rating. That's how we uh, get our ratings up on iTunes and Google Play charts. That way we can go national, That's international, global, international, galaxy, universe, <laughs> something like that. I'm fine. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening in, and we have a jam-packed show again, so let's fire away. All right. So, uh, and like I said before, we're going to start off with another southern slang and twang. Hey, you got it this time, buddy. This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. All right, so this one comes to us from Lori Stewart Pila. So Southern Slang and Twang, we, that's where we just get a couple of uh, Southern sw- sayings and discuss what they are and what they mean. So what she said is, knowing the difference between right near and a right far piece. Also, just right down the road can be one mile or it could be 20. Yeah, we also call that a country mile. Mm. You have a city mile and a country mile. City <laughs> mile is what you'd find like on a highway, you know, like interstate. And a country mile is the back roads. And usually a country mile will be followed with directions like second gravel road on the right, mm-hmm. or you'll see an old man on a tractor. Go and, right past that cemetery. Yep. So yep. that's that's what we mean by that. Yep. Um, all right. So a Project Mason Jar update. So, hey, we actually got a got Mark Mark, uh, Mark Mills. Mark Mills. Yeah. And he traded a Titleist golf club. Right. It's a five wood. Is it a five or a three? Mm. It's a five wood, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been saying three wood, but I guess it doesn't matter. For my game, it doesn't matter. We got golf wood. We, <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so he traded us the mason jar for a golf club. And Dennis from Bad Mother Smokers donated two cases of his award-winning smoking sauce. It's one case of the hot and one case of the regular. It's about a $200 value. So yes, right now... 12 bottles in each case. Oh, yeah. So. That's probably a good point to say. Uh, right now, if my calculations are correct, we only need $999,800. To, to our goal? To our goal. That's, wow. that's what we need left. What we need is Jerry Lewis to do a telethon with us. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a telethon waiting for us. Yeah, I think so. I mean, everybody else does it. Why not? (laughs) Speaking of bad mother smokers, uh, I would like to go ahead and officially announce our first ever live event, August 18th at 6 p.m. 
right here on the HB5 Studios uh, is 42 Union Street. So we're going to be doing what we're going to call a backyard brawl. We're pitting bad mother smokers against our very own mojo in a pork slider competition. You're going to come by, get a pork slider from one of each, vote, and we'll give out bragging rights, and you can pick up a bottle of Dennis's bad mother smokers smoking sauce there. You got to think about that name every time you say it, don't you? Every time, because it's about to fly. So we got a backyard brawl, y'all. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think I'm excited so. Excited about that. I think Dennis is too. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the news. All right, so we got a couple of wacky news segments that uh, that I like to talk about, and of course, it is coming from my home state again, Kentucky, where we screw another winner up, another winner every time. So this is brought to us by WKYT. Um, I'm just going to play the package and let you guys listen to it. It is Louisville. (laughs) This is so stupid. Crashing a car was bad enough, but investigators say it led to two people inside that car being attacked by bees. It happened last night on Patton Spur Road in Laurel County. Police say a car hit a utility pole and bothered a hive of bees nearby. (laughs) New tonight, Garrett Weimer talks to someone who lives in that area who saw it all happen. Here it comes. Neighbors along Patton Spur Road are still, well, buzzing about what happened. Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it, but all of a sudden I heard a big boom, I looked back out my door and the electric pole fell and the lines were falling, and the jail tacklers sideways into the fence. Then the folks inside the car got a big surprise. Well, he didn't know it, but he found out that there was a hive of bees that was located there, and he disturbed them. And there's a guy come out screaming and squalling. (laughs) Squalling. uh, Running around. About like a chicken with head cut off. Anderson then says they ran up the road, grabbed a hose outside his home, and started trying to spray off the bees. I told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting ate up by bees. I thought he was just high. Deputies <laughs> say the couple were under the influence of drugs. Yeah, they, they say they had surprised. driven down the road looking for a place to swim. Here comes. That girl in that little bikini. <laughs> Even Gary Lee got stung while he was out there. Needless to say, investigators call it an unusual case, but everyone Mm. around here hopes the two learned a serious lesson. Think they learned their lesson? I'd say by today they are. If I feel like my leg feels, I'd say they're learning. In Laurel (laughs) County, Garrett Weimer, WKYT. Wow. Painful lesson one way or the other. Deputies Mm. say the two were taken to the hospital. Wow. So... Let me get this straight. Well, let me let me clarify. You got yep. two types of Southern people. You have <laughs> Southerners and you have hillbillies. <laughs> that right there was a hillbilly. That's so. my boy. We still claim them. But, oh yeah, because they they make the shine. Yeah, they do. But it, wow, wow, there were so many Southern swang, oh, Southern slang, slang and twangs in there. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's got a he's got a deep deep draw there. <laughs> You're right. I had I had, I had even trouble making it out. So. <laughs> we have to decipher. And I'm our fluent. Own. Yeah, I'm fluent. So it's crazy. crazy. Um, so the moral of the story is: don't 
do not play Pokemon High while driving down the road looking for a place to swim. I, that's what I'm taking out of it. So I love the fact that he was like, well, I just got done feeding and watering my chickens. Yeah. And then then he knows what it's like to have a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Swallowing. Oh. He was, I'm glad he was the color commentator for this because... Uh, it couldn't get any better. I saw the picture of the crash. And it, I mean, it didn't look that bad, but no. he made it sound like, <laughs> I don't know, a bomb or something. So yeah. it was just, well, a tornado hit or something. So it, Yeah. So speaking about a tornado hit, oh my gosh, I got to bring it up. Oh boy, it's Olympic time. You got your bug repellent, your mosquito repellent. Y'all. Zika. Y'all. Zika, that sounds like the uh, the 90s drink that was my first <laughs> alcoholic drink. <laughs> Zima. Don't get it confused. Uh, Zika. Y'all, these Olympics. Well, are they... <laughs> I, I, are they even airing yet? Because I haven't turned it It comes on Friday. Oh, okay. So uh, they do all when, the opening ceremony and stuff like on Friday? Right. So uh, when you listen to this podcast, it'll it'll have already started. So Friday, yeah, we'll have this up on Monday. So Well, it can't be bad as the Sochi in Russia because that was a disaster too. In fact, that town's been abandoned now. Hey, have you seen the reports coming out of this? No, I haven't. Enlighten me. <laughs> so a uh, biology professor has the simple advice for all the athletes and the tourists, don't put your head under the water. Well, they did find a what, two dead bodies in the last two weeks in the in the swimming lanes and <laughs> yes. yeah, and the boating and the swimming. So I know that. I've got a picture here of just a heaping of ton of dead fish. Wow! There is dead fish. There is bodies floating in there. There is uh, hey Salvador, you got a floater. <laughs> Uh, the guy said, uh, one of the doctors of uh, public safety said just three teaspoons of this water will give you a 99% chance of being infected with all the diseases. Wow. It's like, so, so this was a great choice by whoever got bought off. Seriously. To have, have, it, have it in this country. So Yeah, it's, it's untreated hospital waste is the probable cause of the waterborne illness. Oh, really? Super bacteria. I've heard that 2022 um, Chernobyl... Goddamn summer Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it would be Chernobyl would be better than this place. Yeah. I am not kidding you. For those who don't know what Chernobyl is, <laughs> I'm sorry, Google it. You should know that. Uh, they say that so that's just one of the problems. Is just it, it's awful, and they've displaced hundreds of thousands of people, moved them out. They're now homeless, right? Just to clear out places for them to build the stadiums, right? Which happen to be on the land of the guy that's a billionaire. Hmm, wonder how that happened. Um, <laughs> so rich keep getting richer. Oh, yeah. And they have now there's tons of investigations on schemes and bribes and stuff that have happened uh, just on the Olympic infrastructure. Um, it, it's just one horrible thing after another. A 92 year old billionaire, Carlos Carvalho, uh, Carvalho, 65 million square feet of the property. So once they go in to uh, do the Olympic Village, he's going to transform all of those. To luxury apartments. Wow! So, so he gets basically paid twice on the on the spot. And and don't miss the fact that he also owns the land that was on a golf course. Um, he had some land, and they said, "Oh, we'll just build a golf course here." And now, now I'm taking it back, and it's now my golf course. So, so basically, he's whoops. a monarch. 
yeah, so <laughs> it is just one awful thing after another. And you, so you can't drink the water. You can't. You're going to get Zika. It, it is one awful thing after another. Yeah, that's uh, them taking the, the the homes of the of the people there. Just I, I remember seeing that. And that was a big controversy last year. I think when they started. I think they were behind the uh, the clock on um, a lot of the construction there, you know. So, <laughs> right, they, so they started just right. bulldozing and displacing all these families. So. Twenty twenty thousand residents. Wow, and that's um, that's, that's a lot of that's, people. That's a city. Yeah, that's a lot of areas. Oh yeah, so. and they're already poor. So then after you get done with the Olympics, then what are you going to do with it? I guess they can go ram shamble some tin <laughs> off of the uh, the infrastructure there and make their their houses again. I guess. Yeah, so. it, this is going to be a cluster. Wow, just an absolute. And, and I feel bad for just the people. No, you know? absolutely, because like, they're they're not the ones benefiting from it. So by no means. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. Way to go, Brazil! Cor- corruption is finest. Nailed it. I'm sure glad that stuff doesn't happen here in our country. <laughs> no, really. no, no. Well, Gosh. you got that, but look at the corruption. Look at all the right the road there. You got Venezuela too. Oh yeah. So that nightmare there. People starving, eating cats and dogs and squirrels and rats and whatever oh, yeah. else. I mean, just I mean, it's the zombie apocalypse down there. Yeah, like I'd it's, hate to be there. Not even joking. Like yeah. this was once a role model for Bernie Sanders and Hillary. Mm. So hey, take a look at Venezuela. Yeah, and then that's going to be our country in what a good solid twenty years. Probably so. That. Yeah, hate to offend anyone and hurt their feelings out there, but. Truth yeah. is truth. Yeah. So, well, everybody's equal. Everybody equally is starving. They're equally poor there, or starving. So that's, yeah, that's great. We're enjoying a dog or a roasted fire that we <laughs> of tires. Oh, it is just a cluster. Anyway, uh, well, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to have an episode of Dear Mojo. It's a new segment that we've got. Renegade Chef and our guest Schwab. 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 One of these days, I'll get that right. But before we go, did you know summer is made for grilling and chilling? You too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is the perfect match for your favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo Mojo for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com. Get yours today. She's a bad man, just as fine as she can be. Hey, she's a bad man, just as fine as she can be. Her body measurements are perfect in every dimension. All right, we're back. Thank you for letting us take a break. All right, so this is going to be a new segment that we call Dear Mojo. And how it's going to work, I'm going to pull old Dear Abbeys, and I'm going to read them. And then you're going to give us some advice, like good old Southern advice. And then I'll just read to you um, old Abbeys' advice. So here we go. This should be interesting. Dear Abby, dear Abby, my feet are too long. My hair's falling out, my rats are all wrong. My friends, they all tell me no friends at all Won't you write me a letter Won't you give me a call Sign Bewildered Oh, thanks John Prine I appreciate that uh, So here we go Number one Dear Abby I'm a 58 year old man That's that not me okay, okay Who has been meeting women online for a few years Oof. I recently met Molly whose profile said she was 60 
We dated several times and spent a few days at my house. Hey, buddy. Certain things she said made me suspect that she was older, so I looked her up online and found out that she was seven years older than she advertised. I consider lying on a dating profile to be similar to lying on a job application. When she asked me when she could come over again, I nicely said I couldn't consider a long-term relationship with someone her age. (laughs) So what's the penalty for putting false info on a dating profile? Grounds for dismissal, like a job signed, wants someone my own age. Well, number one, I don't think it'd be a long time uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. No, nope. <laughs> she's what? He's out? fifty-eight, and she's what? And she's seventy. Yeah, so it's not gonna be a long term relationship. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I do consider it. You shouldn't lie on the online things, but I think everyone does. Everybody fudges yeah, a I little mean, bit. I think on those dating profiles, I think they do. I mean, I've, I've seen those. You get. Some guy who makes a, a million dollars, but he's really probably just, you know, working an honest blue collar job, you know. He's flipping burgers at yeah, the dime. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's out there doing that. There so th- th- it happens, but hey, you know, he, at least he made the decision. But what's the, what should the penalty be? Is it, is it the question? Uh, it, so what's the penalty for putting false info on a dating profile? Is it grounds for dismissal? Well, I, uh, like, I think tarred and feathered. <laughs> So, no, no. I, uh-huh. I think it's a little bit shallow for doing that, especially if he was having a good time with Granny there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, she said that she was 60, and yeah. turns out she was 70. So that's. Look at the positive side. In a few years, yeah. you'd get to update your dating profile to single again. So. <laughs> there you go. You're making some money at some point. <laughs> that's right. All right. Abby said, hey, listen, it's a form of advertising. Some people fudge the numbers. If you like her, like her. If you don't, don't. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. basically it. All right, so here we go. Uh, my 21-year-old son, Evan, recently moved out to be with his girlfriend. Eh, that's a smart move. They live in a small apartment and cannot afford a lot beyond the basics, including internet. They spend every moment at my house when they are not working, using our internet, eat our food, and drink our beverages. I know that may sound terrible, but I want my freedom. I don't feel like I should be obligated to give them free food and internet every day, considering they show up with their new phones and their speakers in their car. When I try to discuss it with them, they accuse me of being mean. They don't comprehend why I feel taken advantage of. Signed, Mom Needing Space in Texas. Well, um, you change the locks. You tell little Sonny Boy there mm-hmm. to uh, work two jobs mm-hmm. and get out there and bust some tail. Now, you can't do that. In the, no, you I mean, can't tell them that. But I mean, he, he, obviously, because he needs a safe space, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. He's got to find Pokemon somewhere. That's a come pro- on, Mom. That's a problem with this, that's a problem with this, this younger <laughs> generation, man. I mean, not all of them, but a, a good portion of them. I mean, but Mom's probably at fault for it, too, a little bit. Probably coddled him a little bit. So, yeah, but he needs to go out there and work two jobs. Yeah, come on, I Mom. mean. We gotta have some, yeah. Gotta have some yeah, conversations. I, I tell you what, son, uh, we will invite you over, or you can call ahead, and we'll, you know, set up a date. I mean, that's what I have to do with my parents. Um, yeah. If I, we want to come, I mean, if we want to come down and, and plan something, we have to kind of let them know ahead of time. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably the best response. Yeah. Well, dear Abby said, uh, you know, set some boundaries, telling uh, his son or her son and girlfriend, you can come over. But uh, leave your technology at the at the house. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to be like going on internet. We're going to have nice meals together. Well, mom probably could, mom probably could put like a uh, a coin catcher or something like that for like pay fifty <laughs> cent for per hour. <laughs> you know, earn some money back. Bring so. back the old internet cafes. Yeah, eh? that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you matched with Abby on that. So good good job. 
All right, so here's another one, kind of similar. I'm a mother of two teenagers, 13 and 15. I try to teach them to do chores and help out around the house, but I get attitude from them. I try to explain that I didn't grow up with a dishwasher. I washed them by hand. Well, now they're complaining that they have to take them out of the dishwasher. What am I doing wrong as a parent? My kids are either on their iPhone, iPad, or Xbox. Well, there's, there's probably part of the issue. Uh, they have a better childhood than I've ever had, and they respond to me like, let me live, or you don't understand anything. Uh, I need some help, and this is very hurtful. Let me know what I can do. Signed, Stressed Out Mom. Good job with the voices there. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of in the midst of this right now. Just, yeah. um, so this hits close to home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, war has been declared mm. between me and my tween. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but number one, she doesn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a reward that I get to hold out mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'll, you know, if you let's do this, let's get on a constant schedule. I'll get you a phone, which I know is never going to happen. Cause you know, she's lazy <laughs> and a brat, <laughs> but I love her. Yeah. She's my girl. But, um, yeah, you know, mom, you gotta quit giving the kids everything they want. And I wouldn't say your child, I, I know that I, I think probably both of us, we probably had less stuff growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. we had to go outside and play, right? you know, ride bikes, go play in the dirt. I mean, right. so make your kids do that. Yeah. I mean, what happened to I mean, creativity? Exactly. And, and, I mean, they, you know. I mean, who cares how many Instagram followers they have? I mean, come, I mean <laughs> tell, tell me, yeah, tell me to get off the couch and do something else. I mean, reward time. There's apps now for your, for your phone that you can actually download like a chore a chore reward system. So download that and make your kids do that. Yeah. Cuz you got to remember if you don't if you don't teach your kids now then going in the workforce it's going to be it's going to oh, be a yeah. hard knock. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was doing somewhat light work when I was 12 and 13 years old mm-hmm. and then went and got my first job when I was 14. So these kids just have no responsibility and no care. And man, there's, there's no wonder that I me, mean, so many of these kids can't find jobs and part-time jobs because they, they suck. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see like in the next, you know, 10, 15 years, just how society yeah, will handle the absolutely. rejection. I was bored. I was bored younger when I was growing up. I, I grabbed my push mower and we, mm-hmm. and my friend grabbed his weed eater and we went and mowed yards for money. There you go. So, these kids don't do that now. Now, keep in mind, when I was a kid, my dad's idea of parenting was send, to send me outside. But we lived in Florida, and he would just say, go go explore the woods. Yeah, Can't don't mind the gators. Do yeah, or the snakes. Or the hobo. Yeah. <laughs> Can't quite do uh, that now. Yeah, the Zika virus mosquitoes in Florida, too. So, <laughs> they yeah. are. Yeah. Now, we weren't living, you know, swimming in shark or... Feces, bacteria, feces and, water. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I think the sharks don't even swim in that water in Brazil <laughs> no, anymore. They so. said, I'm out. Yeah. Well, all the fish are dead, so they have no food. Ugh. Uh, all right, well... Finding Nemo. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that was some Dear Mojo. Dear Abby, dear Abby, my feet are too long. My hair's falling out and my rights are all wrong. My friends, they all tell me there are no friends at all. Won't you write me a letter? Won't you give me a call? Sign bewildered. All right. <laughs> you okay? Dude, it's hotter than Satan's armpit in here, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of hotter, uh, let's talk about some Renegade Chef. Let's cook. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, summertime, you know, everybody likes to go out grilling, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you cook with? Gas, charcoal, fire, rub two sticks together? Listen, I'm... Put on your manifold of your car. Nothing but a gas, man. Gas man? Not just because it's quick, it's easy, I'm in and out, 
Gotcha. Leave it at that. Well, I mean, you know, the, the charcoal only takes 15 minutes to get started. Really? Yeah. Huh. I should so try I, that more often. Well, you should. I mean, you know, I switched to charcoal a few years back, so. How about you, Shway? Gas. Yeah. Say who's gas. Man, gas cheaters. Man. <laughs> Crazy. A couple minutes. Yeah, well, but but the flavor's just not there. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's better flavor. Well, I mean, I, I ditched my gas grill a few years back, so. But um, let me encourage everyone. Let's let's talk about grilling for a second. Let's so, do it. Um, you just go out and buy a charcoal grill. You know, they're, right. they're easy to they're easy to do, easy to maintain, um, easy to start a fire. I mean, you throw your charcoal up in a pyramid fashion, like a little builder, like Bob the Builder, and <laughs> put a little lighter fluid on it. Or you they actually have these little things called tumbleweeds now. Hmm. Don't light those, and you stick a couple of those under your charcoal and um, light them and go. So, but um, I like charcoal because of the flavor. I mean, because you can get yeah. all the infused uh, charcoal woods, and also add chips and um, like the bur- You can also add the bourbon barrel char onto it. You can a little extra flavor. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, once you, you know, once you get your fire going with that pyramid, all you got to do is spread it out, and man, you got everything going. So, but um, anyway, I you know I, I prefer the charcoal over that. And you know, mm-hmm. once you you know the pointers I have is like once you get your fire going with any grill, you take a little bit of vegetable oil on a towel, towel, clean your grill great with it. It also helps prevent a little bit of sticking. So, so one question I have on that is like with with a gas, it's it's easy to control the heat. What about for charcoal? Same thing. Is it just mm-hmm. as easy? Yeah, same thing. Um, it depends what you're cooking. Like um, certain things, once you get your fire going, I usually spread mine out in like a donut, what they call a donut fashion, mm. where you have a, the ring of fire. Donuts. Yeah, and just cook everything in the middle. Um, that way okay. you don't get any like f- the, the char grill fire residual burnt pieces. I mean, if you want that, you can keep that also. <laughs> but you'll have you'll have hot and cold spots just like on a gas grill. You can also utilize tin foil. I don't or aluminum foil, but I don't utilize utilize that unless it's like fish or some sometimes like that. But or you or you make it into a hat and yeah. wear it around. But just you know, like I tell my wife when you're, <laughs> that's right. you know, well, that's for the conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. The conspiracy theory. But um, but you know when like I tell my wife, anytime you're cooking, don't you you don't have to cook on the highest heat. And how you control that with a gas grill is, or with a charcoal grill, is the lid. You know, um, utilize the utilize the, uh, the how lid. About it? But also, um, you know, the yeah, underneath the grill you have the little turn dial that mm. that the does vent. your air. Yeah, the vent that you use for your air intake. Look at that. And control your air, and also the lid has the same thing that you control how much uh, air flow that you have going through the whole the whole container. So um, use the lid, and it may take a little longer sometimes with the lid on it, but the flavor you can't beat. So. Yeah. I might have you over one day when I have to cook out on the charcoal. Let's do it. Let's do it. So. I'm excited about that. But anyway, I'm going to try to come up with a couple of recipes. And okay. we're going to post those and uh, just have those for the people that have been asking for recipes. Okay. All right, buddy. Very cool. So this summertime. Summertime. Do some good. Drums, please. Ah, this brings back memories. So I, I, there was a tease that um, – He's going back on tour, and he said that like last year, right? But somebody posted like he's getting ready. He's gonna start announcing the dates. I, you know, I don't know. He's he's kind of having he's he's kind of lost me now as a fan. So why? Well, you should see some of the stuff he's been putting out as far not music wise, just his uh, public public banter and rants and stuff like that. And I'm just oh no. I'm not down for that divisive stuff right oh, now. Oh no, is so, he really? Oh yeah. He's on that whole boat right now. But he's not on Twitter, so I can't confirm that or deny that. <laughs> it's public. But he's he's the Fresh Prince. Well, he'll always be the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Always. Yeah, but sorry, sorry, Will. You lost me as a, a viewer. No, no. And a listener, I guess. I love you, Will. I always will. You got a little man crush on him? I always. That's it. He's he's my man. <laughs> I don't know. 
Mm. Yeah, we well, had a little salt and pepper earlier. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. So we'll go into our, our yeah, interview. Our guest. Um, I'd like to welcome our guest. His name's Schwabe Abercane. Um, he is a friend of mine, him and his wife and friend, uh, friends for a while now, and uh, his kids are just lovely. Better, but well, be, uh, well behaved, better than mine. So I should say, but um, a little bit about Shweb. He's Shweb was born in Algeria. Um, how many siblings do you have? You have like twenty two or twenty three or something like that. Twenty four. No, I'm just kidding. Twenty <laughs> four. No, 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 seven. Seven. Okay, yeah. So Shweb comes from Algeria. Um, he immigrated to uh, to Europe and then uh, made his way over to the U.S. I uh, actually proudly served our mili- in the military, U.S. Army, from ninety nine to two thousand five. So he was. In the thick, thick of things um, after 9-11. So, but also the one thing that uh, I wanted to do was bring um, Shweb on because he is a practicing Muslim and his, mm-hmm. him and his family. And um, during this time, I want him to kind of explain. And we're going to ask some questions, but uh, the misconceptions and stuff like that that people have because there's a tendency to do guilt by association. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's going on with the BLM movement right now, that all white, pe- white people are the devil. Wait, wait, bacon, lettuce, and mayonnaise? That's the one I prefer, but oh. they, they hijack the, the letters. So, <laughs> But, um, you, you know, that everyone's the devil. Right. And, and the same thing with my friends here, that Schwab's not the devil. He hasn't, he hasn't tried to kill me yet. <laughs> yet. So, but no, hey, I, I, lo- I love him and his family, and, uh, you know, they're – they're my family now, so I just want to, as a Christian, I want to offer mm-hmm. him the forum yeah. to express his beliefs because that's what we also believe is, as a libertarian, I'm I, I want people to practice what they believe. Yeah. So anyway, so welcome to the show, Shweb. Thank you. So tell us a little about you. About so you, you're born in Algeria. How how was Algeria? Back then, it was a pretty country. Pretty country. Yeah, so yes. it's kind of gone downhill now. Yeah, that's right. So I, I, I there's, did, a, there's a lot of changes. What kind of changes? Basically, there was a, it was a democracy, and then it changed, and now they're coming back slowly. I noticed uh, when I was doing some reading up on Algeria, because uh, as a student of history and politics around the, around the world, I like to read a lot. But Algeria, I noticed, has had a, the same Democratic president through elections since 99. <laughs> so um, I guess you could say there's no corruption there, right? Yes. Okay. So, and I pre- I'm pretty much sure that uh, I also read that they nationalized the oil industry, which – the fuel seventies, yes, yeah. Right. So yeah. and all the fuel, uh, their economy is basically based on fuel. So gas and oil, right? So, yeah. I, so, but I guess your family there, your 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 mom and My your, mom. your recently deceased father, yeah. they got to experience the the turmoil. For, I guess there's like a civil war once they changed over from after after the French left, right? Right, and then the, there's basically clans. Whatever was uh, stronger had warlords, the, yes. Basically, so, yeah. but um, I mean, uh, a little bit about Algeria. Algeria is historically has been a just a, has an interesting story. I mean, it's had Roman Empire there. Uh, there's right. a lot of Roman Roman architecture mm. and stuff like that. So, it's pretty. I mean, it's a really interesting country. I mean, it's just uh, there's been several several different uh, people who've come over there and basically taken over and then um, made it their, made it their own. And sorry, you hit the mic. Uh, I, I can't help that, man. Sorry, but they've made it their own and they've. Uh, you know, just kind of left their imprint there, like the Roman. I mean, the, there's still stuff there from Rome two thousand years ago, so wow. it's pretty cool. This is how like country centric I am. I had to Google it to, work, to figure out where it's at. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, where's that? It's out Africa. Yeah, I realize that now. Thanks, no. Google. <laughs> but uh, the so largest country in Africa, actually the, the 16th world or 11th or 12th uh, largest economy in the world now. I think. Wow. Oh, by the way, um, our, our, just a side, side note, 
our welfare entitlement program right now mm-hmm. is the third large third largest national GP in the whole world. GDP. Our, ours is our, our just our welfare payment system. Well, system. You know. So that's great, isn't that, it? That boy, that's awesome. We beat. Thank, uh, thanks, Obama. We beat all the other nations. <laughs> Good job. But um, so, so I guess when did you? Uh, why and when did you leave uh, Algeria? Basically, after the elections, nineteen ninety two, it started to change. It was a vote. People went out and voted. And then the military did a coup and throw, overthrow the back then the president. And then they arrested a lot of people. That's how it started. So typical uh, democracy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, we may or may not see yeah. that. All right. Mm. So that's that's something we hope to not see. And the reason why right. I like to bring stuff like, yeah. to, like this is because I hate to see history repeat itself. And mm. you know, it almost seems over. like, yeah, and it seems like this is happening in a lot of countries right now, so um, and could be very our own sometime in the future. Sure. But, but um, so when you left uh, in '92, you said, or shortly after '92, about two years after '94. And did your family encouraged you, or they mad at you, or did- actually in between, I had to ask my dad to let me go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, heard. I needed his blessings. Was that a yeah. cultural thing or just a respect right. thing? Cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah, he was all for it, I guess. Yeah, he not. All for it, but he said he understood. Go ahead. Yeah. I, you had two choices: either die, whatever they were doing, arresting people, or take off. So they didn't like people with a differing opinions. Correct. I got you. Wow, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, you migrated up to uh, to Europe. What what part of Europe? Germany. Okay. What do you think of Germany? It's. Uh, a beautiful country, but uh, I guess the mentality I can connect. Gotcha. That's why I said move on to something else. Hmm. Right. So you made your way back, or you finally made your way to the U.S. after that. Correct. Yeah, and you're fluent in how many languages? This is what this is crazy. Not that many, no. Like tw- 12, 22, <laughs> no. 84? Just <laughs> French and Arabic. And, and English. And Oh, English. Yes. German, right? German, yes. So you're holding back here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I speak redneck and partially English. So <laughs> that, Yeah, I'm, I'm on that same boat. So I took French in, in high school, and I know, like, I love you. That's all, that's all I got. I love you too. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> that took German, and uh, I know how to say Ich bin Auslander. Uh, watch your big one. That's a big one. <laughs> Listen, this is a family show. Watch it. Uh, but uh, obviously, that means I'm a foreigner and don't foreigner. speak German. I uh, don't speak German. Sherman. Absolutely. German. Sherman. Sherman. And just tanks. Yeah. Tanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then after after that, you uh, joined the military. Yes. What inspired you to do that? I always wanted to join the U.S. Army. So oh, really? Like, oh, wow. I guess they had a good pitch, and I was like, for it. <laughs> so what was the pitch? Be, be all you can be. Right? Uh, so that's it, right? That's the recruiting right That's there. right. Yeah. How about it? I, I, I tried that was my to, I tried to join. They said, nah, we're not taking you. I got so. a call when I was when I was in high school, and they were just like, all right, do, do you want to join? And I was, they, they asked a couple questions, and then they got to the how much do you weigh question. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, it was a quick hang up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, how much do you weigh? <laughs> Click. Right. Well, I, I had to say, I had to similar thing because I was actually in between the Air Force and the Army. Oh, wow. But the Army guy came like right away. He didn't miss a minute. Oh, really? He's uh, <laughs> we got another sucker. Yeah. No, just <laughs> yeah. no well, thank you, thank you for your, thank you for yeah, your service you. for this country. So that's that a lot of people don't say that enough to people that have served. And mm-hmm. but thank you for your service. So, um, and you spent from ninety nine to two thousand five. You said two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah. So. 
obviously we had some big events happen, hmm. you know, between one presidency to another presidency, and then obviously nine eleven happened. I, I'm 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 assuming I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm assuming that that could that was probably a very uneasy time. That's right. Being a practicing Muslim, yeah. yeah. And also, you know, <laughs> serving. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So did you have a lot of flack for that? Or some people like understanding that there was that all, all Muslims aren't jerks? <laughs> so. No, again, in every institution, you're going to find some people that are that think that don't mix things. The others will say, automatically assume, yeah, you're, right. you're the enemy. You become an enemy. Right. So you, but you served in uh, Kosovo. Right. Which was a, a boondoggle that um, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, husband got us in the Balkan War. So, so he was a, so Schwab was actually a peacekeeper over in Kosovo, which is just a huge, huge boondoggle. But you uh, obviously uh, 2004, you got out of the military, um, and what did you do after that for a while? I stayed home. I was wondering, what am I going to do next? You were wounded? You were wounded? No, I wasn't injured, but not wounded. Okay. Yeah. So, well, man, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah. so surprising. Yeah. Um, when, did, when did you meet your wife? Oh, four. Right. I'm at, glad you came out with that, man. Right. If you wouldn't have come out oh, with that day, boy. Why'd you do that to him? Everyone does it to me. I have to pay back. It's got guy code. At least, at least this is a podcast. We can always... Did you want the date? Oh, <laughs> oh, he's bringing the date. <laughs> you got the date? Can you bring it? Can no, it? I'm not going to do that to him. Okay, all right. But that uh, was good. So, um, and you got married in 2004, and you have four kids, right? Five, five. Jeez, oh, see, so I'm you, you are off. I always, I always leave one of them off. I either add one or leave one off. I keep doing this. Just go seven next time. But uh, five is a good number. That is a yeah, good number. Right. Yeah. But uh. You, what I love about Schwab and his family is that he's he's a redneck like us. You go out to his pro, you go out to their property. Yeah. They got fits. They got animals. He's got he started a beehive thing, right? Yes. I mean, he's wow. everything for like little garden. I mean, and then I had chickens. <laughs> I had chickens. Wait, wait what happened? Or, to what happened? To co- coyotes get them or something? I had to let them go. Oh, you had to let them go. Why is that? My wife said no more chickens. <laughs> that was it. Why? <laughs> we should have let him go. He should have put him in a, a pan. Some fried chicken. What was the reason? Of- but I usually let him just free range. Free range, yes. Mm, yeah, gotcha. All over the place. And she said it's no, no. You sure you didn't dump them off in downtown Concord? Because every once in a while I'll drive around and oh, there'll really? be a random chicken, random running chicken running around. Like what the? Probably one of the restaurants, I guess. Eat, fre- eat fresh. Let's get into uh, some some questions. I'm sure probably some people have. So, so as a Muslim American living in the South, what do you feel like is the most Common misconception as a as a, mu- as a Muslim, mm-hmm. yeah. Overall, basically, what we see on TV, that's it. Whatever they feed us, hey, this is it. Muslims are this and that. They did this and in, in the name of the religion. But if you you go in details and see actual the person that did the the uh, atrocity or the, yeah, tragedy the, or act, yeah. the act, you will know that they had something in their mind. They were set up to do something. It's not. Actually, the religion that did it. They do. They say it's the name of the religion, but it's not it. So, do you think that uh, it's just a misinterpretation of exactly. the Quran? That's exactly. That's what it is. Because I mean, See, as a Christian, we have our crazies too. Right. <laughs> yeah. They take a phrase or they read an ayah, a verse, and then they don't take the the front of it, the back of it. Why was it revealed? What was the reason? Okay, in the context yeah, of the it. Context of it, okay. exactly. Yeah. Well, f- from what I understand, the Quran, the Quran was written in a chron- chronological order, correct? Right, right, right. There was certain events that happened. That's when the verses came out. 
So the misconceptions is that true Muslims don't believe <laughs> and then going out and putting a car bomb and in somebody's car. I hate to put it that way and add a little humor, but it, they, basically you're set up. Hey, this is it. You can't take verses and say, hey, it says kill here. There is reasoning behind it or what what happened, what led to what the historic events that did when the, the verse was revealed. That's how it is. But when you take an actual, you, you put, open the Quran, any book, I, I mean any page, and you can pick a verse, and just the, the verse itself, it can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then they pick and choose what, what it means to them. All right. So like I said, we've, we've had our share of that. I mean, the Branch Davidians to this Westboro Baptist, you know, out there oh, protesting yeah. dead soldiers. and Joel and, Osteen. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Well, <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to go there. He's a he's a happy guy, <laughs> but you know, like I said, we, you know, granted, we haven't seen elements of these sneak attacks in, here in the U.S. from right. from people claiming to be quote unquote Christians. I think that's a stain that is 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 hampering Islam right now. So, um, and that's a that's a stain that's being applied to the whole the whole faith. I mean, there's 1.2 billion Muslims in the in the world right now. I think. Mm-hmm. And right there, right along with Christianity. I mean, I, I, it just it baffles me because, you know, with the, the, the amount of disrespect for and ignorance and intolerance that, that I'm seeing right now, just it baffles me because these are people, too. Mm. Shuaib is a human being. I mean, it, his, his, his family is precious to me. And to see the disrespect, I mean, his wife was telling me one day that, you know, they were riding back home or whatever from somewhere, from store, and she still had her hijab on from mosque. And they were spit on by the gas mm-hmm. station. You know, and that's just... Y'all. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, if I went to a Muslim country and, and something happened to me, hopefully someone would stand up for me, too. So yeah, Right. And obviously, I, I wasn't there, and but we had the platform here to address that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a Christian, we're, we love thy neighbor. I want to be, I want to be treated the way that I'm going to love someone. Mm-hmm. So if I love them, hopefully they'll love me back the same way. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm trying to show here is that regardless of what, what he believes, what you believe, what I believe, we're all human. We got to sit on this speck of dust that's traveling around for the time that we're here. Right. So we might as well make the best of it while we can. So, yeah. And, and I think it's easy for, for me who gets, I won't say most of my news, news from Fox news, but I get my news from people who watch Fox news. <laughs> So you get it early third right. or fourth time. So I get it the third right. or fourth time. And and all I keep hearing is, well, you know, the the Muslim religion, everyone wants to just be part of or wants to have Sharia law and come into America and take what we know as, you know, democracy, democracy and freedom as a way. Yeah. So how do you address that? Can you, I guess maybe can you start backtrack a little bit and explain a little bit about Sharia law, what oh, you yeah, mean? That's, that's a good point. Basically it's the the way of life. But again, Sharia, you can't bring Sharia to a country that established, like, we're not back in the Middle Ages. Like right. You can't come and switch. People had their ways of life. You can't come and bring your own authoritarian way. Sharia, they, there is no country now that says they they practice Sharia. There is an actual fact. Because if you go in the ground, Sharia says a lot of things in terms of, let's say, I don't know, how you treat people, how charity should go, and so forth, so on. And then it goes step further and how to deal with the individuals in day-to-day basis, not actually as a whole. Like each one has whatever, who committed a crime, they'll be judged. There is a legal service that says 
why and how the process went. Not actually whatever you, say, you hear Sharia. Hey, let's cut off all the hands and yeah. <laughs> chop all the heads. Well, right. I mean, you, you do. I think Sharia. Sharia is a scary word. Right. I mean, number one, it's not in an English dialect. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Sharia, that's a perded name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that sounds like Shar- Sharia Twain. Twain didn't she have some country hits back in the day? <laughs> I met her. I met her at the Waffle House. That's right. No, but but you've heard it so many times now. It's almost like a boogeyman word, mm-hmm. you know? right? I mean, exactly. it automatically so that's my point. Yeah, it automatically hits you. You're like scared. Right, wow. right. That's the that's the concept. Like if you, you go out there researching, it, it's not all. We give it a title and we, we like say, hey, this is it. Cutting heads and chopping heads. That's it. Take it or leave it. Hmm. Then automatically, if you show me that, I'll be like, no, forget about that. <laughs> and again, you can't implement Sharia in the country that's already here. They had their own laws. Like we're, I, don't, I know a little bit about Islam, but it's not a whole lot because that's something that I, I've never practiced. I mean, you, you, as, as someone who's fascinated by world religions, you kind of touch on, touch on them all. I mean, right, right. I don't want to. So I'm so totally ignorant. I mean, so you know. No, I'm I'm straight up totally ignorant. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but you know, no what's going but on. I'm 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 fascinated, and oh, yeah. because you know, there's also a history there between, um, you know, the foundation of it, and it's just one of the major world religions. And there's, there's a huge found. I mean, there's a huge history of it. So, and you know, from a biblical perspective, it's you know, you can also see where just, where Islam came also, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know a little bit more about Islam. There's different. There's a couple different sects, right? I mean, or a couple different branches. You have right, like, that, like just like denominations. You have Sunni, Shia. E- exactly. That happened after the the Prophet passed away. Right. It's uh, from that point on things changed, and then and then there were the Caliphates right after, which for, is kind of like the the head of the head of that sect or whatever. No, no, the actual head of the... Islam. The Islam altogether. So, but look, back up for a second. So you have Shia, Shia Sunni, Sunni. and, um, and uh, I mean, you have, you have some other ones. I mean... Right, there is like four or five. And then the, this thing will continue because each group will come and say, hey, it's my way or the highway. Right. And then the next one says the same thing. So mm. in Algeria, okay. what was it? A practice of Sunni? Overall, it was... They call it Sunni, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. My understanding also is that the Shia, I guess Shia and Sunni are primary, the primary, the two the, largest. The, yeah. And just like how you have denominations, like in, in, in the Christian church, we have the Catholic church, primarily the, it's the head basically, church. Basically, it's the same process that happened. It's another okay. religion yeah. that came and then, into And then Martin Luther came and, and okay. you know, right, put, the, put, yeah, put the papers on the door, and yep. then all of a sudden the church split. So there's a bill for, for the dry cleaning. but <laughs> <laughs> Or an eviction notice. <laughs> but this is what I think. I think the ba- basics are the same. If you go from one okay. religion to another, from Judaism to Christianity to Islam, if you, if you pick the points in these three books or three ways of life, mm. you will see that's the basis of uh, human beings, how they, they Intera- interact. And, interact yeah. yes. There's some rhetoric out there that I'm sure that it, it stains it all. I mean, you know, right. that you, you get some hothead that gets up there and spews some hate. And, right. And right. then all of a sudden well, the yeah. tension, the camera's back on him. So <laughs> That's it, yes. Yeah, so, right. I, you yeah. know, I've... Yeah. I've never seen you guys mistreat anybody or right. all of a sudden segregate yourselves from anybody. And, and also, and something else I wanted to bring, um, right after, uh, this, this despicable group, ISIS, um, had a few, uh, gut shots. I think Paris was the, the first one, I think, uh, where they, uh, came out and, um, just murdered, brutally murdered some people. But your mosque was one of the first ones I knew that got up and actually, 
went downtown Greenville, right. uh, South Carolina, and actually uh, st- stood up and said, you know, Muslim against, Muslims against ISIS, I think. Right, right. So mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. And, of course, there was, like, zero news coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds. Basically, I, you know, give, give me a, a, a Islam Dummies 101 course. Just anything that you'd like to hit on that you think maybe you know, average person doesn't understand. Part of the faith, like you believe in one God, then the prophets and the angels and all the books. When when you say prophets, you go from the beginning to the end. Not you can, if you say one of them did, didn't exist, or didn't get the prophecy. He's not your faith is broken. It's not forward. Like it's not mm. complete. And then well, the angels also. You said? Yes, you have to believe that there is angels and. All of it, and you believe that what happens here and the things that we can't see, right? Other things, that, spiritual, yeah. spiritual world, right? Now, you know, in the Bible, have you ever read the Bible? Just out of curiosity, no. Okay, well, in the Bible, you know, we obviously start with Genesis, which is the beginning, right. and right. Uh, where everyone came from. I, I would make a recommendation if you're going to read it. I'd start with like Ecclesiastes or Numbers. Because yeah. th- those are the most boring books ever. Beget, beget, beget. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't start there. It's awful. <laughs> but uh, you know, and also in the end, you know, the, it, the Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation, talks about um, the end of the world. You know, basically right. how how it's going to go down. In the in the Quran, I, I've that, only gotten so far. I've only gotten so far in the Quran just because there is the end of the world. Okay. Also there. All right. So, so yeah, we have that commonality. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we we both, we're both into the worlders. All right. Yeah. So. Start out the same. Have a little bit of an issue with our brothers and, and, and how that turned out. But at the end, we all That's are right. the same. Got it. There you go. But um, yeah, we, so yeah, I guess we all have the, the same ending of the story there. I guess the, the world ends. Well, not, we, not today. Hopefully not today. So <laughs> I'm having a good day. I don't want to end today. <laughs> well, I, we'd like to thank our guest tonight. Especially, I, I really appreciate you coming in, Shwebe. Yeah, so, Shwebe Evercane, um, my buddy, my pal, and appreciate him coming in. And I'm sure I'll have a thousand more questions now. So, right. if anybody would like to, you can join us on Facebook and actually send us a message if you like. If you, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I know, I know, Shwebe would be more than open to answering any questions right. um, because transparency is the best disinfectant. So, and I'm, that's the same way I am with my faith and our lives. So, you know, you you cannot be ignorant enough. You can be. Yeah, yeah you can. I'm sorry. You I'm can be. Proof. But, the, but, the, but the way, the, but the way you get educated is you ask uh-huh. questions. Right. And, you know, and not in an offensive manner. I mean, like, hey, dude, are you a terrorist? I mean, that, you know. I, <laughs> well, that goes my interview question. <laughs> well, I just. I, well, he didn't answer it enough. So, but no, I think I think uh-huh. you I think you have to start dialogue. This is how we heal cultures, society people relationships as we start asking questions right and talk about it and and not doing a hostile manner i mean because it, you know, i would love to ask a thousand more questions but we we gotta we gotta open the dialogue like this so mm-hmm. please um you know if you have any questions or whatever that you'd like to ask away please please uh email us or um send us a message on facebook or twitter but um, we appreciate you coming in, Shwebe. And uh, this is our episode of uh, Southern Fried Philosophy. Please look us up on Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, SFP Radio. And please check us out on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. And subscribe and review us. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming in. So, Thanks, guys. And uh, keep it rolling.
quite but a big the, difference. But you know what? Butthole buddy. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? What you just say? Butthole buddy. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, Pokemon is dead to me. 